Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to be with you all. It's Annalena. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast. And today I have the amazing Tara Bell with me here. And we're going to have a super juicy conversation about what it means to be a manifesting generator and how, you know, being a manifesting generator can mean all these different things, how we can have so many differences because we are both managers, but quite different. And of course, Tara herself, she is a manifesting generator, a 3-5 with emotional authority. And she herself has dove into her human design for quite some time. And she is a human design expert. She does readings for people. She shares a lot of valuable content online. And she also was featured recently at the Aligned Living Human Design Summit. And people just loved, loved what you had to share. I know that for sure. She's also a world traveler and just overall a very creative soul. So welcome, Tara. I'm so happy to have you. Hi, Annalena. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to chat human design, everything human design. And like you said, how, you know, we can have so many similarities as manifesting generators, but be completely different people and have so many differences in our chart. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I actually feel really called right now to dive into this, the differences. And and so first of all, like, you know, my podcast is about slowing down. And I want to just hear from you because I, I mean, I talk about it all the time, apparently. Um, how has this slowing down played an important role for you to really tap into the manifesting generator, which is like the fastest of all the types? Yeah, that's so interesting because it absolutely has helped me. But I have to say, too, like I am such a fast person as a manifesting generator. And, you know, with my sacral directly connected to my throat and all my motor centers defined, like I'm just like someone who's bouncing around and just like so energetic and so quick. And something that manifesting generators are notorious for is going so fast that they skip all these steps and then like you get to this place and it's like great because you get there and everyone you know everyone's still like a day behind you but then sometimes you realize you have to kind of go back and like maybe do some steps that you skipped and so what has really helped me with this is actually just like really practicing with um like responding and also um me being emotional authority this everything about emotional authority tells you to slow down right because Mm. when you make decisions too quickly you 
oftentimes maybe don't make the correct aligned decision. And then later on, this ends up, you know, everything takes longer because you then have to realign yourself. And so what's really helped me with slowing down is understanding for one, I am here to respond. And so like, it's okay to wait for the right things to respond to. And in the meantime, something that helps me while I'm waiting to use up all my energy is actually just be active and physical. And, you know, because I've always been an athlete, so I love going on trail runs and hiking and doing active things to use my energy, but not committing my energy to things in the future or commitments or opportunities or jobs. And so slowing down with decision-making and waiting for the right aligned opportunities to come my way has helped me become so much more successful because then, you know, even though I'm waiting a little longer and um, essentially like slowing down, I'm actually so much quicker in the long run because I'm so much more aligned and able to actually like, yeah, like choose the opportunities and the, you know, all the things that are meant for me and that I actually have energy for and it's just been awesome to be able to practice with that and like see firsthand that this tool really works you know I love it so what I hear you say right now this is such an important piece so basically you can slow down and be really busy and active at the same time right because it's this piece about slowing down is mainly about the decision making right yeah that's how I that's how I feel and I know and this can also be a difference you know between that we can talk about with manifesting generators is some of us like me we have all the motor centers defined and we have all this energy and you know having a fifth line body as well gives me a lot of extra energy but there are some manifesting generators who only have the sacral defined and maybe you don't have as much energy and everyone's so different But um, this is something that I talk to a lot with all the manifesting generators who have the channel 3420, the channel of charisma, because that is such a quick, spontaneous, high energy channel. Mm -hmm. And when you have that channel, you feel like you just want to be busy all the time. And it's so essential to be busy in the right things and engaged in the right things. And what's so important there is to respond and use your strategy and authority to really get into that. Um, but I always recommend to people while you're waiting for the correct thing to respond to, like use your energy in an active way, doing something you love, whether that's dancing or walking or swimming or running or just like sports or anything that's kind of physically engaging that you can do in the moment. Yeah. I love that. And it's awesome. I'm going to share a little bit from, because we said this, we are very different. So you have all four motors defined, which is the will center, the solar plexus, the root and the sacral. So me, I only have two defined. I have the sacral defined and the will center. And the will center actually needs a bunch of rest, right? So that's like, I'm the person I take an afternoon nap and I really need that. Now I have the solar plexus open and the root is undefined. So I definitely, oh, and, and then also you, ha- I think you have a channel from the root to the spleen. So you need extra physical activity, right? To move that adrenaline energy there. Yeah. And if I'm going to compare myself with you, I would say I don't have as much energy as she has. I need more rest. I need more downtime. I also have that. No, you have that too, gate 40, right? So we need to that withdrawing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's it's always finding that dance between the active part of us and going out and doing it and being really fast and then finding that 
slowing down and, and all that stuff. And I have really found that the more I especially slow down my mind, which I have to say activity that lights you up really helps, like for you going out in nature or I really what what I love is doing some creative projects even it's like like painting my apartment or having mm. some woods and making a project with that like I get so immersed in that and that's actually something I would like to be doing more of or playing ping pong I love that or playing wow. tennis, like those kind of things um or another thing for me is like which is not really physical activity but it's kind of a playground for me it's like making pretty graphics in Canva so like yeah. as long as I don't have to do that and I just get to do it when I want to mm-hmm. it's just like I forget everything around me and I'm just having fun and I'm playing and and then what happens is like we're not even looking for anything to respond to then it just comes right it's like yeah oh, what do you ask you you want to do this and then your cycle is like yes or no right absolutely yeah and that's you're a two four profile right Yes, yes, I'm a two four, which I think is very different. So let's maybe talk about our profiles a little bit. So you're three five. How is that experience with being a manager? Well, um, I have to say I love being a three five. I just think, I mean, I don't know anything else, but it's so much fun, right? It's like this very adventurous, explorative, sort of like roller coastery profile. Um, somebody who's always just like right in there getting dirty the trial and error mm-hmm. um and I find that like the third line or even just the three five in general matches like the sort of idea of the manifesting generator where you're just like kind of all over the place and chaotic and jumping from one thing to the other and <clears throat> a big theme with the with the third line is bonds made and broken right so and I've seen that so much in my life where I'm like into something but then I need to step back and go somewhere else and this, you know, is probably why I like to travel so much too. Like I can't really stay in one place for too long. And so even if it's for the weekend, like the bonds made and broken, you know, like I'll go away for the weekend or go visit the friends in the city and then come back and I have to go traveling and then I'll come back and see my family. But I'm like always back and forth or into things and stepping out. And it works really well with being a Manny Jen because, you know, I do get new interests very quickly and then lose interest very quickly but then oftentimes there's a certain point where I'm like ready to get back into that thing for a bit and dip my toes back in but then need to like step out and so it's very like back and forth but in in a very natural way and I think to the outside world it probably looks very chaotic but on the internal world it like it just makes sense and I couldn't have it any other way really Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have the fifth line which is another really interesting journey because it carries this big projection field and you know people people really sort of have their own idea of who you are and I have noticed that in my life that I I kind of deep down feel like nobody really knows me even my like closest friends and family oftentimes you know I'll hear them say certain things about like oh Tara is such a this kind of person or this and I'm like what like what the heck I, I don't think so at all and that's another theme of the fifth line is you know strangers and lovers alike like as fifth lines we can connect with strangers just as easily as we can um with close friends and family Mm -hmm. and to me I almost even feel like I can connect more with strangers or open up to them I find it much more difficult to open up 
um, to people who are close to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it at, t- at times can feel a little bit isolating and lonely because it does feel like no one really knows you and no one gets you. Yeah. And also people perceive um, fifth lines or even three fives as a bit mysterious, right? Because of that sort of projection field, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's another interesting side to it. Yeah, I love you saying that because my, my partner is a five line, a five one. And I feel like for me to understand his, the five line in particular has helped me also a lot and also helped him to open up more personally because it's important at the same time, right? And for me, it's, it comes easier as a two four. I think that's my four line a lot, right? We we, yeah. like, we open up a lot and things like that. And then this, yeah, being more mysterious and nobody really knows who you are. And um, I can I can really relate to that. Or, or this like, he has such a gift to talk to strangers, and I'm just like, you know. But it's amazing. It's it's it ha- it it is so amazing. But then the other thing, I think the flip side with the five line, um, and I think my two line has some of that as well. It's like where people they see you as the that you can fix everything for them right the five line is like oh you you can take care of everything oh Tara has a solution and that's where you have to be very careful and set healthy boundaries and follow your sequel instead of like saying yes to everything right yeah that is crucial and I think people struggle a lot with that but I feel very fortunate that I've maybe at least in the more recent years of my life had very strong boundaries around that and you know I have this like strong will and everything I'm so defined so I'm not as sensitive to others and Mm. I'm definitely very good with my boundaries and like nope I'm not gonna help you with that or nope that's not for me and that's so important for fifth lines is to set those boundaries like what you can fix and also what you want to fix and help out with like you need to have need to be clear in yourself about all of that otherwise you're just gonna commit to so much stuff and it's, yeah yeah right? I, I honestly feel like there could be just the course for five lines to help them really understand the five line and set healthy boundaries because yeah otherwise you're you're losing you're losing yourself in some way right yeah yeah that's so true I love that so thank you for sharing that so now since we you we heard your experience as a three five and being a manifesting generator and, and like you say so the three line is this trial and error and experiment bonds the broken bonds kind of thing and I love that you kind of shared your story about the traveling it doesn't mean like oh I'm going to have a relationship and I'm going to quit the relationship and I'm going to it's not about that only right it's more about you need to try out new things constantly and today this is amazing and tomorrow you have no more interest for that you may come back to it later and and to give yourself permission for that and the manifesting generator itself my my teacher Karen Prakash she used to say this is like um, if the manifesting generator would be a line, it would be a three line. So we are kind of three lines. And and now for me, I'm a two, four profile, right? Which is not like a three line at all. Mm-mm. Like I, you kind of have to call me out of my cave to it, explore the world. And I want to be with other people, definitely not by myself. You know, I have seven, two lines in my chart. Wow. So I have a three line, but very rare. I mean, I have some. One is in my um in my pearl, interestingly enough. So I'm definitely here to celebrate and all of that good stuff. But I have definitely like, well, yeah, I'm not like 
every manifesting generator like and 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 i think that's often a misconception in human design like oh every manifesting generator is the same like no like i'm probably very different from how you are and i actually need more alone time you know i need to withdraw mm -hmm. more and i can also totally fall into that to extreme you know and but i can also relate at the same time that I lose interest in things and then I need a I need need to have a change of scenery like recently I went on a couple of trips and it was oh my god it was so good just to get out of your routine mm -hmm. and then come back to it it's like a fresh start new inspiration is coming through totally new energy and probably for me like I need it less frequent than, than you do right because we are it's like anything in nature we have the extremes we have in the middle we have the average not everybody's in the average some people are more on the left some are more on the right and we need to have all of it right so and it's about accepting all of that there's nothing wrong with that that is like totally cool we just need to stop judging everybody that we expect them to be like how we are right yeah and this is like profile is such a big I think thing that differentiates us as people in human design, because that really is like, in a way, your personality and the way that you perceive yourself and the way other people perceive you. So, you know, yeah. if we're both manifesting generators, but we have different profiles, you could feel like you have so much more in common with a projector who's a two, four, right. And who maybe has like similar energy centers. And that's the other thing too, is like, what of the nine energy centers do you have defined and open? Because that's also going to dif differentiate you a lot because, you know, Annalena, you have a defined G center, right? Yeah. And I have an open G center and that, that changes everything, right? Like that mm -hmm. really um, changes your life experience. And so even though we're both many gens, like we live very different lives and our perception of life is so different and, um, you know, are having open mind and head centers too, or like undefined head centers. Our experience of life is so different than somebody who has that defined. Yeah, I, I can totally relate. And it's funny you said this with a projector, because I've been saying for a while now, I feel a lot like a projector at times because the the two four profile, the way that opportunities come my way, I will call it like I wait for recognition invitation. Yeah, that's really how how this works, and everything comes my way. I mean, just today, I, I and I, honest to God, I cannot even respond to everything anymore, which is a good thing, right? Um, but I get invited to so many things. You want to speak here? You want to do this? And I, I'm, I have started to say no to things because I just, mm. I'm just very like conscious now with with my energy. But the 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 two line is right. I'm here to cultivate my need for a long time and to take care of myself and do what I want. If that's reading a book or learning or whatever. And then people, it's like, I create this energy vortex. I'm like, what is an Elena app to? I want to know, <laughs> you know? And then they, they call me out and they ask me and this happens all the time. That's, that's my life story, you know? And it's beautiful. Now, before human design, I thought I'm way too introverted. I should be more out there which the four line has that component, but it happens through responding. It's like the second step of the dynamic, right? So now I'm just like, and I'm I'm living very much my four line now, you know, like connecting with everybody and, you know, the Aligned Living Academy. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I love that. And, and, and I also, at the same time, I need to withdraw. I need to be able to, you know, kind of get into my quiet space a lot. 
And then the other thing that I wanted to mention, because uh, I find that so important, and I just love how we have such a similar perspective on humanism. I think that's why we click anyways, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have this human design certification of the Aligned Living Academy. And, you know, like, yeah, we we teach about the five types, but the 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 module before we go into the types is actually the centers for that specific reason that you just said that, you know, you can be a manifesting generator and you can be a manifesting generator and be so different. If you look at, because just the one thing, you, you can be managed and have two centers defined, right? Yeah. It's the 3420 channel and some hanging gates everywhere. Or you can be managed and have nine centers defined. I mean, that's going to be a whole different story, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I find it so... um yeah, just interesting. It's just such a mystery to dive into, like these different nuances and how we really are unique. And it's not about putting us in a box, like, oh, you are one of the five types. I actually want to say you're all of the types, all of us. I really believe that because we all have undefined elements in the chart. Even if somebody has nine centers defined, there's some gates undefined, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there's always something from the reflector reflecting it back. I mean, I have an open solar plexus. I can totally relate to when people talk about being a reflector. I'm, I'm definitely not all of it, but yeah. some elements of it. Projector, I can totally relate to. Generator, totally. Manifester, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, have, I have a split and I have the throat, I mean, the the will center connected to the throat which is like a manifesto right so i like yeah and i and i have the the quarter of initiation so i actually initiate a lot and it works really well but the initiation happens through responding at the same time so it's just this like a combination of all the different elements that we have access to and you know allowing yourself to dance with all of that it's such a beautiful um yeah dance it is a beautiful dance. It's so and it's oh, it's so fun learning about human design and uncovering all the different layers that there are, right? Because it's just and I think this to myself all the time. I'm like, how could something be so accurate in describing my life experience? You know, it's so incredible. I and that's why I love human design so much. And I learned I think I learned about it five years ago. Mm-hmm. And Something about it just stuck with me and I didn't know why. And the more that I learn about it, even now the layers that I peel back, yeah. I'm just like, how the heck <laughs> could something describe every, like, just to the smallest little T, like my life experience and the way that I feel in this world and operate in this world. It's just, it's so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have to say the same, like, I was literally like, no, but this is too good to be true. I mean, this this cannot be. It's good coincidence, right? But from all the readings I have done, I have to say, I have no question in my my mind anymore. It's 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 the most accurate. And and what I love too, um, is that it's only based on the time we are born, and I don't have to fill out a hundred questions. Which um, I mean, I will probably answer them way different tomorrow. And plus, I don't have time for that, right? We're skipping yeah. steps and. I don't, I don't know what I would say in this situation or what would I do I, 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 on a good day I would do this and another day I would say this so it's like that's why these other personality tests they were nice and look for some people they're helpful and life-changing in my case it wasn't it was more like 
Oh, it's interesting to know, but what's next kind of thing. But human design was this piece that, you know, when you're always looking for the missing piece and, and when human design found me, I was like, oh, that's it. And I knew it. I knew it in all the cells of my body. And I was just like, cool. Now we can take off. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I was just talking with my projector friend the other day about, cause she's works in corporate and they use a lot of this like color personality. What's the color um thing called i'm not sure uh I, I don't even know i'm really not an expert i can probably okay will write i mean there's enneagram there yeah is, um my it's like the, something it's like the four colors anyways they use it a lot in corporate world um to describe like different personality types and different kinds of people and we were just talking because i was talking about human design and she was like do you think there's any correlation between that and the human design types and everything and I kind of just thought like absolutely because she was describing the different ones and I was like that sounds like manifester that sounds like projector and then as a projector she said the funniest thing she was like well you know I would so much rather my employees instead of filling out 200 questions just fill out this one question like what time were you born to think you know to be able to categorize everyone and figure out how they work best and all these things and I I just thought, yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know if people have ever like drawn correlations between the two or done any research there or anything, but that would be really interesting too, because that could help people, yeah. you know, for one, like help bring human design more easily into their companies. That mm -hmm. does happen a lot already, but I think some people, they really need the data and they really need to, you know, see that one plus one equals two this goes to like our logical circuitry in human design there are people who are designed to really need the facts and really need you know the research um before they can believe something but that could sort of bridge the gap between you know what we already use like these other personality typing systems and human design because yeah it's so much easier just to be able to input your birth information and then get already get all of this information this huge chart that's so intricate that tells you that helps you understand even just how to interact with others and where you're more sensitive and what role you can be playing in your job you know um how you can bring success into any area of your life so quickly um and that's why human design is so helpful yeah i know and that's a really good point i really have this vision that because i used to work in corporate and I mean, there's just so much going wrong, right? And and people yeah. don't know any better. I mean, most people have never heard about human design. But can you imagine what it would do to the corporate world and the employees and the companies? I mean, every everybody, it's a win-win for everybody, right? Just bringing in that, for me, it's actually a very simple tool. I know it's very complex for many others, but I think that's why you and I, it came to us and we break it down in a simple and practical way for people. That's the gift we have, right? Mm -hmm. oh. absolutely um because it's just and, and many people like they want to work in corporate right it's not like like you and I probably it's maybe a little bit different like we are trailblazers and we want to do mm -hmm. our own thing and all that stuff and you you mentioned something earlier that I, I want to I'm gonna actually quote you so I see so clearly how people settle for less than they deserve and that makes me crazy so I think that's a really important thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's just 
let me give you all some context here. Um, Annalena and I were talking about, well, I was talking about the heart or ego or will center in human design, which is the small little triangle that you see. And it looks like the smallest center, but it's actually so huge of a center. And this is um, the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because I have this center defined. I have most of my centers defined and growing up, my every single other person in my family has this heart center undefined or open I think they actually almost all have it completely open Mm -hmm. and I only recently realized you know as somebody who is defined here I have such strong motivation such strong willpower I have you know really strong sense of self-worth and I know what I deserve and I don't settle for less and I didn't realize the pressure that I put on other people. Mm. And I think what I realized, you know, when I hear people, people in my life, you know, saying that either they're going to compromise or just feeling this sense of like that they don't feel like they're good enough or that they don't want to go after something because they almost just it's too much for them. I, I was telling Annalena that this makes me crazy because as somebody who has this center defined, all I can think of is like, just go for the things you want. Just go for it. Just ask for more. You deserve more than that. You shouldn't settle for less. All these kinds of things. And not really realizing, you know, this is not the way that the undefined um, will center works. They don't have a set level of like motivation and they, you know, things fluctuate. And oftentimes these people struggle a lot with self-worth because they always feel this pressure from the world around them to always you know, be more, do more, have more, be better, always, you know, strive for more. And I realized that I was fully embracing this like pressure of somebody who has this defined center. And also I have an extremely defined root center, like almost all the gates defined there, which also puts a lot of pressure on people and sometimes, you know, unreasonable expectations as well. And it was just a good lesson to myself to be a little bit more sensitive and like have a little bit more empathy and sympathy towards you know understanding that not everybody experiences life the way that I do and it can be a lot more difficult and challenging and take a lot of courage for some people especially who have these centers open to to really like go for it and go at it and they're not necessarily always designed to be doing that and um yeah it was a just good lesson for myself in realizing you know I remember the way I was talking to my brother because something was happening and he um just was kind of settling and just didn't want to like sort of stand up for himself in this scenario and I just yeah I was putting so much pressure on him to like not do that and it was just making him almost retract even more right like even get smaller because yeah i can so i think this is such a juicy conversation (laughs) and by the way guys there will be another episode tara and i we have so much to talk about (laughs) oh yeah um no and i want to actually talk about it myself because i have a defined one center myself right and so it's i I can totally write to this as well i've always been in person i want to achieve but but i so i used to it when I was younger, I thought it's all about the money that has totally shifted for me where I have come to this place of like, now it's about me fully stepping into my power, speaking my truth, going for what I desire. And then yes, money is a side effect and it's okay to love money and yeah. all that stuff. But that is not 
what I'm after in terms of happiness, right? It, it's it's definitely helpful, especially for the freedom that I desire and all that stuff. Um, but then I also have noticed that many people in my family also, they probably have undefined will centers. You know, they're kind of like so satisfied with the status quo. And that has also driven me sometimes crazy. Like, yeah, but I can, I have to keep going and then there's more. And, and in that sense, so it's good to have that awareness, right? That that is not healthy to put on them as well. And then I also find on the flip side that when we can really be in the high expression of the world center, when we can stop pushing other people and forcing them, but still show them and role model to them that they are meant for more. They can achieve and do anything that they want, right? And they they deserve it all. And they are worthy just because they are and all that good stuff, right? So it's always those those we're here like all the ones that we have defined we're here to show this to the world right and then the the open ones that reflect that back to us so yeah i, I think through the open centers i learned well maybe i'm over i'm pushing too much i could i could start to see that it was reflected back to me and now i'm like i'm also more cautious with that right because yeah if somebody has an undefined world center you want to make sure that it's like the example I always use, like you go to a Tony Robbins event. Tony yeah. Robbins is, I believe, defined. Most motivational speakers tend to have a defined world center. And you feel pumped up and like, oh my God, I can move a mountain tomorrow and it's going to happen. And then you leave the event three days later and then you're home and you feel like a balloon popped. It's because yeah. you, you amplified that willpower from that person. But it's good to know for yourself that you cannot maintain that right but there's nothing wrong with that at the same time right yeah and this is I think this is why the undefined will center struggles with self-worth because then when you leave and then you know three days later you no longer feel that drive and that motivation and whatever and you feel like what's wrong with me like why can't I fulfill this thing why don't I have the energy for it I'm not good enough and all that kind of stuff whereas in reality like you said the beautiful thing about our open centers is this is where the wisdom comes from. This is our university of life. This is where we can learn and we can feel, you know, what that motivation feels like from all different facets. And you can start to understand that you can use this energy and ride these waves when you feel it and when you're around other people, but you're not meant to be that person yourself all the time. And so this can just help you understand, you know, understanding your own energy you know, you can understand how you can use this in certain times and certain moments for your own advantage, but then let it go and then allow yourself to just absorb and receive wisdom from these places as well. So that's a really important journey. I think when it comes to open centers is understanding that and, you know, for the open solar plexus too, I imagine, which you could talk about just if you don't understand your mechanics and you're all of a sudden just feeling all these emotions and taking them on from people, this can be so overwhelming and you can feel like maybe there's something wrong with you and it can really get you down if you don't understand the mechanics of what's actually happening. Yeah, I have totally bounced before knowing human design. I either felt nothing uh, and then I, I felt so much and I didn't even know how to deal with that and it was very, very tough. And of course, totally was I used to be the people pleaser yeah <laughs> I won the gold medal 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to always avoid any kind of confrontation. I wanted everybody to be happy. And um, this fear of rejection, which we all humans have, especially the four line, it's one of the biggest core wounds there. Um, that also, that actually, when I learned about the gene keys, helped me so much to learn that about mm. the four line, that the fear of rejection is the biggest wound that any four line has, you know? And I was like, it gave me another next level um, compassion for myself. Let's put it this way. I was like, okay, it's, it's, and this is what all of human design has been about for me, just to love myself more, have more compassion for myself, be more gentle with myself and stop judging myself constantly. Be, why am I so sensitive? Why am I so empathic? Why am I so such and such, right? Why am I so powerful? All mm -hmm. of it, right? How can I be all of this? How can I be so sensitive and powerful and uh, ambitious? And like, and then when you see your chart, it's like, yeah, I have all of it and that's okay, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was just like so huge. And if you like, we can we can kind of finish up our conversation, like talking a little bit about the gene keys. Yeah, I would love to know your because I know you're certified with gene keys and I love the gene keys myself. I I just all I do is like, you know, I have the book and I contemplate each gene key as we're kind of transiting through is how I like to do it. And I just love the gene keys and just Richard Rudd and the way I feel like even since childhood, the things that I've learned about through the Gene Keys are things that I've kind of just weirdly known and understood myself. And that's why I connect so much to it. Yeah. But like, what is your, how did you get into the Gene Keys? Can you just tell us about? Yeah. Um, yeah. So on my human design journey, of course, at some point I heard about this thing, the Gene Keys. And my first encounter was actually, well, what is this? This is kind of too philosophical. And I couldn't even like make myself read the book or anything. So I kind of put it aside for a while. But then eventually, um, and it was sometime last year, not too long ago, uh, I saw Richard Rudd. He was he was at a human design conference and he spoke and he wow. got me. He got wow. me. I mean, I was because he, he shared his story with Ra. Like he he actually knew Ra. And um, he kind of shared his story and how he was a human design person in the UK and, you know, how he then started to find his own truth and, and all that stuff. And the particular thing with, I mean, first of all, Richard Rudd is such a loving person, like, because you have sometimes these teachers or guides and it's like you know, it's kind of a show and it's this like to sell you some, I mean, you know, that kind of energy. But Richard Rudd is just like, it's just pure love for me. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just, he's such a magnificent person, you know? Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I so resonate with the Gene Keys is the art of contemplation because mm -hmm. before I was even, before even human design found me, um, and I'm fairly actually, if compared to what people say out there you should be with human design or you should have lived your experience for seven years before you even talk about it like mm -hmm. um I'm quite young you know I'm, I'm probably now like getting into my it's in my third year of my journey but I'm um you know but I was like you I could just remember and I was like yeah I know all of this and I, I started to teach it and and people are telling me like 
wow, you make it so understandable and easy and practical. I was like, well, I guess I'm supposed to be doing it. So now with the gene keys, the art of contemplation. So before human design even came my way, I was doing a modality which is called emotional acceptance and a lot of the inner healing work, you know, like with your inner child and feeling your emotions and start, it's, it's all about accepting how you feel and and feeling the emotions so you can release them right no matter if they are negative or positive but that's a label anyways which emotions are emotions right so when the art of contemplation came it just was so aligned with that and everything that i had been talking about already was like yeah exactly thank you for like it just made all sense and that's exactly how how i was sharing my message even before human design and now here at the jinkies and it's such a gentle and, and beautiful approach that so that the biggest message really of the jinkies for me is that only when you have the courage to really dive into the shadow with love and compassion without judging yourself that's the only way how you can even access the gift you know but as as like society we, we try to do everything we can to avoid feeling the yucky stuff, to avoid looking at the shadow, the dark side. Like, and look, we're humans. We live in a world of polarity. There's no way around it. And yeah, it's just, it, it takes it takes away the seriousness or like, oh, you feel a certain way. And, and also what I have to say, what I love about the jinkies on top of it is that um, it doesn't, because... I feel like how you and I, we talk about human design, it's it's extremely empowering and we don't make this like, oh, you're this type and this is why you're better or this kind of, because oftentimes human design actually, I feel like leads more to segregation amongst people than mm -hmm. bringing it together. Um, not the way I teach it in any way or form. And that's, I know how we connected and I, and I knew you are, and when I, because I reached out to you for the human design summit and like just hearing you speak and your passion and like, and then when you shared your story and everything, you know, like was such a loving approach as well. And the gene keys, we don't have the five human design types, right? Mm -hmm. So even with the gene keys, it's all about trusting yourself, tuning into whatever your authority is. So you, you, you automatically start to live your design and authority. Now, for me, I still love to know the human design part and I like to put it together. It does help me. Okay. I'm a manager and this is my strategy and authority, the way to respond, the envisioning phase, the informing, you know, it, it's, it kind of makes it easier for me to also have the knowledge on top of it, yeah. kind of that shortcut. So I love the combination myself. Um, but there are some people, and I see this a lot in human design, they get so stuck in the head. Yeah, but I need to figure this out. And well, but, but how do I make this gate work? <laughs> like, if you if you approach human design like this you're not getting anywhere because you're stuck in your head and the biggest message of human design is get out of your head into your body yeah, da -da -da -da. yeah. <laughs> and that's why i feel and that's also why i want to invite everybody you know there may be people that are so there are people that first immerse themselves into jinkies and then they learn about human design there are people that only le learn about the jinkies and nothing ever else and never get to human design. There are people that dive into human design and that's all they ever do. And there are people that dive into human design and then later on there's the jinkies and they put it together. 
And then there may be people that decide, okay, I only want to do the jinkies. I only want to do human design. Like there is no right or wrong. It's about you, you know, using the tools that help you be yourself, set healthy boundaries, speak your truth, trust yourself. That's all what it's about. Love yourself, you know? So mm -hmm. for me, it's just this beautiful, for me, they dance together very beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, of course, through how I see it, how I understand it, how I how I share it with others. Um, and I'm now as well, like, so over the last year, I I did all the gays, all the 64 gays. I mean, you see, like, I've been sharing it on social media. So there's yeah. a very gay, have been very generously sharing it. But it was such a great learning, actually, experience for myself. And now I feel like I'm complete with that. You know, I have all the 64 gates written up in my, like, words. And and people really love it. And they have told me, like, how they finally understand what this means. And and now, starting in October, we will, actually, Miranda and I will do it together. We will we will do the same for the jinkies. Um, there's something with these 64 keys gates. I feel like that's almost my life's calling because I feel those 64 archetypal energies, which are originally from the I Ching, explains everything. Literally everything. That's it. And, yeah. and we are here as managers to give shortcuts to humanity. So human design and the gene case is for me, it's a shortcut to live your best life. It's so, the, yeah, the jinkies are so incredible. Oh, what was I just, I was going to ask you something about that. Um, well, when you're doing, you said now, I, and I see this on your Instagram, you post about, you know, when we're transiting through each of the gates. Mm -hmm. So you've gone into all of the 64 gene keys, right? And dissected those. So do you kind of, you kind of um, integrate that wisdom and that information into when you're sharing about the gates and human design right yeah so i know what i was saying is that now i have also like reflected on the jinkies but not as deeply so now this next year will be the focus on the jinkies and now i have this back knowledge from human design so that will i guess flow into that and yeah and and combine them because the gene key, the, the 13th gene key is not different than the gate 13. It's just, it goes more into depth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it also talks, what I love about the gene keys is like the shadow, like we all have a shadow, like with, with my gate 13, which is my conscious son, I can get very like, this this huge pit of pessimism, like everything is like, and I can totally relate to that. And there's a, there's a reactive side of that. And then yeah. there's the submissive side of it, right? And I, I was more, and it's funny because my, my daughter has the same incarnation cross, just the gates, the conscious and the unconscious are flipped. Wow. So she has more the reactive and I have more the, the repressive, the submissive kind of side. So it's just so interesting to see and and uh, it, it's just so juicy, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, I think actually, something that I was so drawn to when it came to human design, like after, you know, learning about it for years, I didn't really learn that much about um, the gates because I was just kind of doing it for fun, whatever. Mm. But then when I learned about the gene keys, that was the number one thing that helped me to really truly understand the different gates, because like you said, it goes so deep into them and is connected to this ancient wisdom system of the Chinese I Ching, which is where this all comes from. 
And then on the other side, how like now we can kind of see on a scientific side how these 64 different archetypes and gene keys and gates are directly correlated to like the 64 codons in our DNA and like just how fascinating that is and how really like when we say that human design is, you know, like a map of like our genetic expression, it's because of this. And that is so cool to me. I'm just so lit up by talking about yeah, this. Yeah, and and what's also cool, like like you just said, it combines the spiritual and the science, right? Yeah, like, I have also been like I used to be really good at math. I'm a logical person, but at the same time, I'm so into this woo woo and spiritual stuff, and it all makes sense. And then I finally understood, like, well, they don't even contradict each other. It makes perfect. Also, how we manifest. It's like. Yeah, it explains it all, right? It's it's so, and it's actually very, very simple. And the beauty is, as well with the Gene Keys is that just by reading it, and I, I love to listen to Richard Rudd's audios, like, oh my gosh, like, that's my lullaby to go to bed sometimes. Um, it's just so beautiful because just listening to it or just reading one of the Gene Keys activates that inside of you. And I have people, that's not a book you can just read in a week, forget it. Like this- no. For a lifetime and so another thing that I'm doing with the gene keys which I have been doing with the gates but not really um share too much about it which I'm going to change I I use a energy healing modality called infinity healing okay and I had a membership which I'm right now just in the process of um it's coming to an end basically because my sacral is no longer lit up by it it was called, it's called Bloom. And in there, every five, six days, I released one of the gates and an infinity healing for the gate. And so the people that were in the membership, they have been listening to this every week. They have been receiving that and they had amazing, huge shifts in their life. They have been telling me, you need to put it out there and sell the gates on its own. And this is amazing. And have so are you going to continue doing it? And so I will be doing that for the gene keys and I'm freaking excited about it. Oh, that is amazing. I was just going to ask yeah. you, I was just going to ask you for, for me and for everyone listening, who's maybe now interested in the Gene Keys, what would you recommend um, or where would you recommend for us to go to either hear Richard Rudd's um, audios and speaking or to even just kind of taste and dive into the Gene Keys? Like, what yeah. would you recommend? Yeah, I just got goosebumps. Definitely go to the Gene Keys website and I'm going to drop, um, of course, I have an affiliate link, like like for everything, right? multiple income streams yeah Um, so yeah so definitely the original source um we will also in the Align living academy we will we will be integrating more of the jinkies in our products and services but the 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 sequences the activation sequence then the venus sequence and the pearl sequence and they're very affordable they're not that highly priced um they take you through your gene keys and you can even on the on the website you can just purchase the audio for for one of the gene keys or the whole library of the 64 gene keys where actually Richard Rudd he talks about every single gene key about the shadow the gift and the city and that is just so magical like I listen to those all the time and and there's also a book um, that is huge you can read it there's also an audiobook which is not narrated by Richard Rudd that's why I don't listen to it as much just because I, I for some reason I don't I don't resonate with the energy of the person as much as with him um, but it's also a great book to listen to but definitely um, those sequences and you want to always start with the activation sequence 
And it's that is actually a journey. And, and this is also why everything resonates with me so much, right? And I'm gonna put it out there. I I would love to have Richard on my podcast. Um, wow. Yes. Uh, be yes. So I'm probably gonna take the leap of faith and reach out to him soon. So yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, what I was gonna say is that the Gene Kiss is all about slowing down. I mean, how many times does he mention in his books when his teachings? It's mm -hmm. about slowing down because this whole out of contemplation doesn't happen if you don't consciously slow down and just be present in the moment. And um, so I almost feel like my whole podcast is is about, yeah, the teachings of the gene keys of human design and and even like human design, both of them. Like if you ask me, what is the biggest message of all the gates of all the types of everything in the gene keys? It's like slow down. So yeah. it's like, you know, and for me, I was always so fast. And my message yeah. always in my life was since growing up, slow down, slow down, slow down. Should make a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Ah, you're How incredible that would be to have him on there. He's he's just an incredible person. Yeah. And, um, it's nice to be able to still have him around, you know, um, yes. be able to hear from him and, and have him here still teaching. I always wonder what it would be like if Ra was still around and still teaching yeah. and here, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I actually, I would love to meet Richard in person. So, I mean, he lives in the UK and and he even like, I'm I'm part of, so I'm a, I'm a certified Gene Keys guide now. And he's literally such a beautiful soul. Like he says that if you're ever here in town, contact me let's have a cup of tea i mean he's that wow. kind of person like, and he means it like he, yeah. you, you can tell he really means it he so cares and everybody in his team and it's just like you know this le this level of really pure love and compassion that we all have within us and and i can personally i think it's my open esp and my gate 44 like i can feel and smell it all like if somebody's out mm -hmm. of integrity like i'm i'm just like I just know it right yeah and yeah with him it's just this like they're so full in integrity it's just yeah it's just it's just beautiful and um yeah like you say it's we're very fortunate that you know he's here that we actually still get to talk to him to meet him and you know it, it's like one of these things like now like from Richard Rudd and Karen Parker like they have these stories like hey I actually studied with Ra I talked to him I listened to him yeah, and, uh, we can say now like hey i actually studied with richard you know yeah. like in yeah. 20 years we may be like or 50 years or something like um we're gonna get 100 years at least right so yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, it's like this i do feel very fortunate and um and and look this is something that happens if it's meant to happen not everybody will dive into the gene keys or human design but for some people and most likely if you're listening to this podcast you know you're probably one of those people that is called to or feels this pull in your body to go deeper into it and i always invite you to just trust that mm -hmm. there's a reason why you feel this way absolutely yeah. that's the thing is there's always a reason behind all of our desires and our wishes and the way that we so naturally do things when we're not thinking about it. That's what these systems teach us. And that's mm -hmm. the best thing is just like being able to honor yourself and who you are and what you want and know that all of that, every single small little detail is so divine. Yeah. And 
my favorite thing ever about doing sessions with people and just working with people through this system is I think every single person has said, wow, like these are all things I kind of already knew about myself. Yeah. Yet, like you just said to me out loud and now it just gives me almost like the permission exactly. and encouragement to actually own that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the best. I get chills every time someone says that because I'm like, yes, this is who you are. And the thing that I want to encourage most in people is to just be who they are. And then, you know, this is my defined will and my third line and my manifesting generator. Everything about me says like, if you need to go against the grain to like be happy and be satisfied and like thrive in your life, that is what you should do. Like we are not all meant to just follow this prescripted linear path. Like that is, I think, the most important thing that I believe in and that I teach is like helping just to support people to have the courage to do that. Yeah. And and this is also what you just said, because I, I can say 100% same experience, like, oh, I already knew this about myself, but now I guess I'm giving myself permission to actually do the things I already knew about myself. And it's that differentiation between information and embodiments, because yeah. You have all the information out there, but are you doing it? Are you trusting yourself? Are you following your cycle? Probably not. You know, that, that's why you rather, you know, go into one element really deep. Like for all the generators, all the manifesting generators listening right now, really understand what it means to wait and respond and do that, practice that try it and fail and do it again and get up again and try it again. And eventually you build that muscle, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens. You can read 50 human design books, take all the courses, overwhelm your information. You're going to be frustrated. You're not going to see any kind of results. And then you wonder the people that stick with the one thing and went really deep, what they did that you didn't do. Well, they started to embody one yeah. information very deeply. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is that's that's why I love coaching, right? I mean, we are we are here to guide people and or whatever you want to call it, coach, guide, mentor, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are all these different terms out there. But it, it helps a lot because we fall off track, we need accountability, we need a little kick in the butt, we need a, another person reflecting back to us how amazing we are over and over again. I know this mm-hmm. myself, I'm a two-line, I don't see my magic. Yeah. <laughs> so like almost on a daily basis you know the more the merrier it it just helps so Tara I would love to hear from you because apparently right we're already like a little over time and yeah we will do another episode I think we have so much goodness to talk about but how can people reach out to you find you how can they work with you I would love to hear that yeah um Great question. So um, you can always find me on social media on um, Instagram and TikTok um, at mangenmagic, man.gen.magic. You can always reach out in my inbox there or just connect. And I oftentimes put up question boxes and things if people have certain subjects or topics they want to talk about and dive into. Um, And you can also visit my website, tarabell.com. And then, yeah, my business I only officially started up like at the start of 2022 so like in January although I've been doing this for a long time so I'm still just like getting my products and all different things up and running but something there is something I'm working on now that's going to help you know because really what I'm here to do is help educate people and also like 
help mentor and coach them, like you said, into actually embodying this stuff and like recognizing their own differentiation and honoring that and like using that to their advantage. So I do readings and different kinds of sessions, of course, but I'm working on some other things, some other kind of master classes that people can, you know, use that'll be accessible and affordable and really informative in in my own voice, you know, like it's always nice to have different voices. Um, and that's why everyone's drawn to a different person because you resonate with the way they teach. So I'm hoping that that can really help people um, to actually like use these tools that human design teaches to, and help them to encourage them to like practice using these and embodying these so that we can dive deeper. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm working on now. So stay tuned with that. Yeah, beautiful. That's awesome. I love it so much. Um, And I'm always happy to update the show notes later on. We can update if you have any links and things like that. So yeah, and I highly recommend Tara, of course. Um, Really check her out. She has a beautiful Instagram presence. She's sharing so much value there. And um, yeah, and she has been living the experience herself. So what better way is there to yeah experience it with her right and get that guidance from her so tara thank you so much for being here um Mm. this was amazing and i'm so inspired and lit up right now (laughs) yeah annalena thank you so much for hosting me i'm always so lit up talking to you and you're just such a also beautiful creative soul and i love everything you do as well which is why we're here together and um i'm just yeah i'm so fulfilled from having this kind of conversation with you So thank you for hosting me. You're so welcome. And everybody that has been listening and staying around for so long, thank you so much. We love you all and really excited to be with you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.